1: This month is... Wow! Oh, oh. oh Maze, why do you say that? Supercharge it. So that this promo can remain evergreen. I feel like
2: explaining a little bit more.
1: In 60 seconds?
2: I don't know. Maybe I don't bring attention to it. Assuring
1: people, like, look, if you listen, you're going to get it. Just give it, give it time. That's a good promo. Just listen to it. Give it time. You'll figure it out. Is this the promo right now? Isn't it? Okay, I think we got it. Sit <laughs> wherever Where we get podcasts?
2: Mega is an improvised satire from the staff of a fictional Mega Church. I'm Hallie Laban, and this is Mega, coming to you from Twin Hills Community Church, where every single week we're giving our Mega Church a tiny family feel. We introduce you to members of our church staff, people from our community. I think it's a treat and a treasure. Well, per usual, I'm joined by my co-host. He's the youth pastor for our high school ministry called Climax. Please welcome Gray Highs, everybody. Banging out, Hallie. How are you? Bless, so bless, lit. Blessed, blessed, blessed. How are you? How are your Climax, kids? How was your weekend?
0: Everything was amazing, Hallie. I awesome. mean, I this weekend I decided to preach on Psalm 27 to my teens in Climax. Do Ooh, you know it?
2: Yes, I do.
0: It's one of my favorite verses. You know, it goes, uh, the, Lord the Lord is, is my, my light. In In my salvation, salvation. whom Whom shall shall I I fear? fear? (laughs) And I love that. And then it goes on to say, you know, the Lord is the stronghold of my life. Mm -hmm. Of whom shall I be afraid? Uh And then it goes on to say, you know, when the wicked, even mine enemies and mine foes came upon me to eat up my flesh, they what? stumbled and fell. Ooh. So <gasps>
2: I never picked up on that cannibalism. I know. Weird.
0: I threw that up on the iMeg and I cool. asked my teens just to answer with, you know, what are you most afraid of? Mm. And you know what I'm thinking, Hallie, is after I read that verse, yeah. who could be afraid of anything because, you know, after you hear that, it instantly makes me not afraid and it doesn't put any terrifying imagery in my head and I'm just thinking, you know, they're just going to say, I'm afraid of nothing. Zip, zilch, zed, zero. You know
2: what I mean? (laughs) I feel like I sometimes get afraid of being eaten by a shark or bear, okay. but I've never been afraid of being eaten by people. That's really never crossed my mind yeah, in terms know, of the Psalms. I don't know referencing why the
0: psalmist put that, that, that part in there, because, I, yeah, it is weird to say, you know, that after they eat you, you stumble and fall, which seems a, a bit self-explanatory. But, uh, so, Hallie, I put up the verse. I said, okay, guys, let me know on, the, on your iPads, on the poll, what you're afraid of, thinking they're going to say nothing, and... Hallie, you know what the number one thing they said they were afraid of was?
2: um, Being socially outcast?
0: Climate change.
2: Climate change?
0: I know. It is just so silly. I what? mean, if you're going to fear something, hey, maybe start fear, fearing, you know, the Satanists mm-hmm. uh, who do ceremonies out in the Ritchie Woods Forest Preserve right. and, yeah. you know, kidnap babies and make them into Yankee Candles. Yeah, that that's is. something to actually be afraid of.
2: That's something that could happen right here in our county.
0: Well, it happens all the time. Well, sure. And so I just sat back and I said, guys, look, the jury is out if climate change is even real. <laughs> yeah. And believe me, if I hear something about it, I'm going to be the first to tell you because Australia is an island and we're going to be the first to be underwater. Oh wow! So
2: that's not going to happen. Don't worry, right? Oh,
0: I know. And you know, a second, really, if the I, I like to always think the Earth is not our home. We are aliens here, Hallie. That's right. Heaven is our home. That's right. So I need to be th- these teens to be thinking. You know, think of your real home, not your temporary one, yep, yep, and that's yep, yep, that's upstairs. Yep.
2: Well, that's enough about climate change. I kind of like um I I like to stick with nonfiction stuff, but um. What what have you been up to with your good bud uh, Clay Mason? What'd you two get into this oh, weekend?
0: Hallie, we had an awesome uh, we had an awesome weekend. We went to a NASCAR race. <laughs>
2: awesome! So that
0: was really fun. I had never done that, but it was kind of a bummer because you know it started raining and the roads got closed. It, they they got all flooded. So. uh you know we had to leave early It was too bad i know it was like seven inches of rain in 30 minutes
2: yeah that was crazy it feels like there's so much extreme weather nowadays it's so annoying
0: how was your week hallie
2: oh you know what great i bit the bullet and i pulled my kids out of public school i've been threatening to do it for so long i'm gonna homeschool them no way yeah they wanted to do a mask mandate and all the vaccine record stuff and everything and i was like i'm not doing it I know I've been giving my kids vaccines their whole lives, but those were for other ones that were, you know, keeping them from getting, you know, real illnesses and stuff. I would never give them the COVID one because, you know, that one, the government's trying to track you, and it's not even FDA approved.
0: Oh, I know. Well, isn't the isn't the FDA government?
2: I, I don't know. I, I just, I've given them enough vaccines in their lives. And here's the thing, Gray. If you really think about it, we're vaccinating these kids against all these, you know, supposedly deadly diseases like You know, measles, mumps, blah, blah, blah. Right. So everybody is vaccinated for this stuff. And guess what? Nobody ever gets measles and mumps. I'm like, why are we doing this? That (laughs)
0: is a great point, Hallie. I've never heard of anyone ever getting mumps. Right? I know. Makes no sense. In
2: your whole life. So it's like... Come on. So anyway, I ordered all the curriculum and my kids have been giving me a little bit of um, grief because they're like, we miss our friends and we want to do our activities and stuff. And I'm like, you're going to have plenty of activities in the church. You can have a lot of Christian friends at church. And so I, I had them start. We had our first day of school. And so far, it looks like the only problem is going to be that um, I guess my kids have had a good education up to this point because they basically went through the whole day of curriculum. Every single one of them, I put them around the kitchen table, and within 20 minutes, all of them were done. They'd finished oh, really? all the like math, all the English, everything. And then um, they wanted to go out and get on their bikes and get on, you know, online games and everything. And I was like, no, 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 you got to do school all day because I got to attend to other stuff, you know. Totally. And then my son Day, he's given me trouble about like. The history and also the science that, you know, is in this new curriculum I'm giving him. Okay, He says that like the black history is all like whitewashing American history to remove, you know, what atrocities oh, well, against you people of color.
0: But, yeah. Well, you know what? That sounds racist just to say if you're whitewashing black history. Yeah, so, exactly. So be careful. That but that little phrase. He
2: said my Christian curriculum is like partial truths and patriotic fables. And you know what I said, Gray? I said, what's wrong with that? He said, the way we teach black history centers the white experience. I grabbed that pamphlet from him, and I said, look at this. You got Davy Crockett, Paul Bunyan, John Henry, Daniel Boone, Betsy Ross, Billy Graham. I was like, this is fun history. Totally. And I said, what history do you want to be reading, Day? I know. And he said, Howard Zinn. And I said, Howard zinn The Vanessa Redgrave movie? I just don't get you, Dave. Yeah, it
0: doesn't even seem like a movie he would like.
2: And he had all kinds of stuff to say about how the science in the curriculum was no good. And it was simply because this Christian curriculum is trying to make room for the fact that God could scientifically, there is an explanation for how God could flood the entire planet Earth all at once and have it all be underwater oh yeah he said mom could it be that a bronze age tribe that was writing about a flood of their village you know that they assumed was the whole world as far as they knew what the world was is it possible that it wasn't the whole planet maybe it was a flash flood like what you had this weekend at the nascar race with clay mason bannerman when you got flooded out. that
0: felt like noah's flood for a minute especially when one of the cars floated away
2: and he was mostly upset because what this science curriculum was saying is that um, God had created an entire canopy of water around the Earth's atmosphere and he collapsed it all at once. And that's what would make it possible to flood an entire planet all at the same time.
0: Oh, I call Yeah, we call that in Australia, the big bag theory, like oh, it's sorry. a big bag of water up there.
2: And that's how God flooded the whole Earth. Right. And. You know, there are scientific answers for this exactly, is what I was telling him, and um, and he said, This book is saying that. So there was a canopy effect that made the earth like a greenhouse type of environment and the dinosaurs were thriving. And then, you know, God collapsed the canopy to flood the whole earth. And then when the dinosaurs got off the ark, um, they all died because the weather wasn't like a greenhouse anymore. It was much like it is today, you know, because weather doesn't really change. And maybe that's something that you can tell your climax kids, Gray, is that they don't have to worry about climate change, you know, And, and that God's got the whole world in his hands.
0: That's right. You know something else I never worried about was uh, Vanessa Redgrave's performance in Howard's End.
2: Oh, Emma Thompson too. Oh, just amazing.
0: Mm.
2: Just like Jesus' brand was perfect and on point, our guest today is the point person for the Twin Hills brand. Please welcome Chief Marketing Officer, Ms.
3: Jen Bios. <laughs> so great to be here, you guys. Just great. Uh, gem-
0: oh, Jen, we, we are so excited to see you because, and actually, so it's Jen gem, it's Jen Bios. Yeah, yes, Jen. Jen Bios. Jen Bios. Jen Bios. We're great. Okay. Uh,
3: <laughs> we're great. <Okay>. Yeah. <gasps> oh. Well,
0: jumping into what you are up to around Twin Hills, because I guess I just yeah. don't know much of anything about marketing. And you are just a guru in that. I don't like to use that word guru, but that that is really what you are.
3: She's a pro. She's the CMO. That
0: is right. What is CMO and what are you up to?
3: Well, CMO, it's funny because traditionally in advertising, CMO would be the chief marketing officer. But I have taken that title and kind of given it my own branding spin. I am the Christ marketing officer. Okay. See, see that's on brand for Twin Hills. Mm -hmm. See right there? Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs)
2: That is great.
3: Yeah. And so that's also the name of my company, Christ marketing officer. And I have a team behind me of course, but, you know, I'm the Christ marketing officer and I got a team of God warriors and branders behind me.
0: And what do you guys do when it comes to marketing Christ? I mean, how you, how, what, what does that mean?
3: Well, you know, advertising is, uh, advertising and marketing is a, is a big world full of a million acronyms to help you, you know, optimize your, con- you know, your customer experience and right. your conversion rate. And I like to think let's optimize our Christ system and let's figure out what our Christ rate is Uh uh, because every brand (laughs) could use a little bit more Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Well, yeah,
0: <laughs> I would say so. Yeah,
3: I mean, we got the Hobby Lobbies out
2: there, mm-hmm. we got the Chick Fil A's, mm-hmm. but you know what? They feel few and far mm-hmm. between, don't mm-hmm. they? They feel few
3: and far between. And so,
0: have you worked with some brands that we would know? Uh,
3: of course, yes, a, a, a bazillion, honestly. And it is hard to talk about the details because, of course, you know we do sign non-disclosure agreements, you know, throughout the process to make sure that uh-huh. you know nobody's, you know, dirty laundry is, you know, getting out there. It's but important. I, you know, I'm so lucky because my brand you know, are always Christ-led brands and, you know, a Christ-led brand, you know, has their heart in the right place. And they, they have fewer secrets than some of these, you know, companies that are just trying to make a fast buck, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Mm-hmm.
2: Now, we, what would you say? Because
3: I got a, I got a teenage
2: son named Day,
3: and he's always giving me guff
2: about how, like, Mom, the Bible is patriarchal and supports owning slaves. Mm. And I'm like, you know, you can cherry pick these very obscure, very infrequent things in the Bible. How would I turn that around and rebrand something like that to show
3: that the Bible's good? Well, I'll tell you what, <laughs> the truth of the matter is, is that the Old Testament could have really used somebody like me at the helm, making sure that everybody understood what what was happening and why everything was a good thing. Right. You know, I always turn to the story of the birth of our Lord, and I think about a teenage girl, you know, who's just gotten you know, the news that you couldn't get back then because here comes the stones oh, aimed right. at you. Right? Oh, so a,
2: a pregnant teen gets stoned to death?
3: Yeah, well, of course. I mean, back in that back in those <gasps> days, and particularly in that Old Testament. Oh, now, no. if everybody could have found a way to rebrand that like Mary did. Right. And Mary was the original, you know, PR triumph in the way that she was able to be like, oh, I'll tell you what, God's in my abdomen. You know, oh. and then suddenly everybody suddenly it was like, oh, I'm not going to stone this teen I'm going to celebrate her for the rest of eternity. Right, right.
0: I had never thought about <laughs> it that Incredible. way, and it's just so lucky that she <sighs> did have that she did have God inside yes. her. Uh, otherwise, it seems like she probably wouldn't have even been been much for this world. Right. I
2: know. And what would have happened had they all thrown rocks at her till she died? We would have no redemption for all humanity for all time. We'd
3: be to hell in a handbasket. That's right. That's right. But you know, even a, a kid. A kid that back then with uh, all that truth inside of her, uh, you know, she still needed to spin that story yeah. nice. and make sure that everybody understood it. And of course, you know, ask Pontius Pilot, He didn't get it. He Same. didn't buy it. Right. He was following the misinformation campaign that was happening on the other side.
2: Right. And you'll see teens nowadays say it was the hot tub. I was at a pool party.
3: Mm. I got pregnant from the jacuzzi. I always say teens don't need to be soup. (laughs) See, and so you know, my my kids aren't allowed to go in hot tubs, and that's why. Oh yeah, you should you should get with Campbell's. You should get with Campbell's and get them into some Christ centered uh uh, branding. Uh I can't talk about it, but, you know, we're we're, we're always having conversations, awesome. you know. Oh, oh I bet she has
0: so. a
2: non disclose non-discrister with uh, Campbell's soup.
0: Oh, okay, because I picked up on some clues, some sort of soup-based clues, because I looked at your computer bag there, and it is a Swanson uh, mm. a laptop bag, so, mm. <laughs> I mean, I'm wondering, maybe it's not Campbell's, but it's kind of a, a third-string soup right there that you're bringing oh, in.
3: Oh, good eye. Uh, well, they needed it, right? Because right. ever since the TV dinner went away, you know, with the loss of the family. Having dinner together in front of the television set because, you know, moms went to work, mm-hmm. which, you know, uh, I'll right. never understand. Mm-hmm.
2: It's not biblical.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. As hard as I work every day, I, you know, am making a nutritious Christ led meal every night for my family. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I just don't understand it. I mean, I wouldn't enjoy, you know, uh destroying other companies all day if I knew that I wasn't going to get to you know, feed my family at the end of the day and enjoy watching their stomachs fill up with my hard work.
0: You know, is that really at the bottom of all of this stuff when it comes to marketing and advertising is that you just really need to tell a better story? Is that kind of what we're buying into? Because I guess when I buy things, I'm not really sure why I buy them. Uh, I'm not really sure what's going on underneath other than I have a lot of disposable income and I like to, you know, have things around my house. But I'm not really sure why I buy things sometimes. And it sounds to me like what you're doing is really just great storytelling.
3: That's what we're doing. We're finding the story. We're finding like the reason to believe, which, you know, that's a big RTB, you know, reason to believe. And, you know, of course, that's my favorite marketing because, you know, I've got reasons to believe every day. Uh Uh
0: And so have you worked with churches specifically on really upping the game when it comes to, you know, making people buy into church? Because really, if you think about it, we are something that you got to buy into to really believe.
3: It's so true. It's so true. And, you know, I, you know, churches do the heavy lifting, you know, from the pulpit, you know, from the stages, you know, to once the once the customers are in the seats, right? right? But what is the Christ per click to get those customers in the seats? Okay. You know, here at Twin Hills, the, the opportunities for you to meet
2: people in our auditorium, I mean, we got thousands of people in there on the weekends, and you're going to be, uh, you know, bumping elbows with uh, people who are, you know, big time
3: leaders in big time fields. Oh, don't think I haven't noticed. Uh-huh. Why do you think? We moved up here.
0: <laughs> um, wait, so where did you come from?
3: We had to move after the whole Mars Hill meltdown. Oh, oh
2: no. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you are still able to give another mega church a try because Twin Hills will not disappoint. Yeah, uh, we are too big to fail.
3: Yeah. No, you really are. Yeah. You are. And that's why I'm here. Um, you know, I feel like uh, the women at Twin Hills, they understand, you know, that men have urges and that you have to... You know, dress appropriately mm, right. if you're going to be, uh, you know, if you're going to be coming into church. Yeah. And I don't think the Mars Hill women quite understood that.
0: Yeah. Do you really think that that is a branding problem at the end of the day of just, you know, it's, it's kind of like, hey, if I've got a pair of Nike shoes and then I go out and these Nike shoes are not going to make me jump higher or run faster, then it's have kind of got a branding problem, which my expectation is that I'm going to be, you know, some kind of awesome athlete. And then I just kind of end up not being that. Don't you kind of think that churches are like that where you're going, hey, if the church is one way and then you go in, it's not really that way. And then the whole thing just totally falls the when you don't have you know that brand uh what what do you call it brand um loyalty
3: yeah i can you know spit shine a turd there were a lot of mistakes made you know um mars hill was a was a tragedy right because people really misunderstood the good intentions of some of those leaders Mm -hmm. you know some of those just respected Mm -hmm. male leaders Mm -hmm. um you know i i didn't have a problem with any of them you know i i uh i got along great with all those guys you know um they were they were a lot of fun you know I didn't bring my teenage daughter to any of my well how meetings. could you no right. no, no, and, no, no.
2: And, and my heart goes out to these white men who have been thrust into these positions of leadership mm. you know there's more CEOs named John than there are female CEOs I mean these guys have to carry the burden They're, uh. all the presidents have always been men mm-hmm. I mean men just and, and here they are having to like carry the burden of leadership while also being men you know we know how God made men he made them to be visual this is to expand the species it's not their problem so when women Come around getting all excited and hot under the collar because there's a fella who's in charge and they like the, the smell of that power or that dracar noir or whatever they're wearing, then they throw themselves at these men, and the men are so um overwhelmed with having to lead and be the moral authorities and be these incredible leaders, carrying these huge institutions on their fairy backs. And what and then, you know, well, a woman is you know throwing herself right in front of him, he might just trip into her and all of a sudden he's having an affair because he, he caught his loafer on the corner of Rug, you know yep, what I mean, and yep. she was there to she was there to be inserted into.
3: You know what I mean? Yes, yes. These are accidents and miscommunications and misunderstandings. You know, I don't understand it. I don't know why we can't be more grateful to Men See? and for all they've given us.
0: I one question. So that is a fascinating because I mean, have you ever seen Mad Men?
3: Yes, yes, yes.
0: I mean, is it kind of like that? That just seems. I love that show. I just think you know, um, you know, John Hamm he's just really amazing. Harry he has himself. so much charisma, and he's just like an amazing, he's amazing actor, mm-hmm. and just like he's a white guy. Yeah, he's so good. Yeah. But like, is it kind of like that because? Because you know, are you kind of like when you when you watch Mad Men, you're like, okay, I know that world.
3: Mm, Yeah, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fib. I mean, there are times when I think I get a little underestimated, you know, Uh, Um. and they don't expect answers coming out of you know the skirt. Uh and I do wear a skirt to every meeting. That's good. Sex sells, I guess. Uh, not with my brands, but um, yeah. You know, there's... Uh, they, you know, the, it, it can appeal to a godless, you know... It's one of Satan's favorite tools, isn't it? Sex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it does, you know... I think there are people who are drawn to advertising that have a godlessness about yeah. them. And, you know, I think that's why there's a place for me, you know, because here I am putting Christ front and center. Right. And, you know, talk about a return on investment, you know? It's like cost per click christ prayer click christ thank you prayer
0: click okay yeah so what what does that mean actually i'm just trying thank to you. sort of that awesome. so christ prayer click so i'm clicking yeah yeah and, and you're praying and i'm praying and what am i clicking on i guess exactly when when i'm doing the clicking and the christing
3: do you ever shop online gray
0: oh yeah all the time i love it oh i protein? shop yeah i shop on instagram it's the only place i really mm. shop anymore
3: yeah yeah that, well, it's a safe it's a safe place to shop yeah. and you know it's a great place i have a ton of clients on instagram okay um it's a wonderful place to shop, and and you know you can get stuff cheap. Right, you know, totally. that, that's nice because because I don't know where it's coming from, but it's you know it's it's coming from far far away, and we don't need to know the rest of the story. But Christ Prayer Click, mm-hmm. right? Christ You're just prayer click. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, so it's it's a little it's a little prayer. You know, some people call it a, a banner ad. I call it a prayer. Okay. That's awesome. Now my
2: kids were just telling me that with iPhones nowadays, there's a fa- face forwarding face face facing camera looking at you, and um, it's tracking your eye movement. So it is clocking your your iPhone is clocking what your eye moves to and how long it stays there. So they know, for instance, oh, awesome. hey, your iPhone's like, ooh, Jem looked at that business skirt. She might mm. be a business skirt. Yep. See, and then they know how to market to you better. And I just think that is really cool. That is awesome. Now, Jem, you mentioned your Greek heritage, and I just wanted to tell you. A. I love my big fat Greek wedding Mm. and I do enjoy baklava, even though it gets sticky. But tell me if this is too personal of a question,
3: is what's it like being Greek? Being Greek is magical. The men of Greece, you know, created this world. Uh-huh. You know, all innovation yeah. came from uh, Greece. Well, the Olympics for crying out loud, right? How about it? Okay. How about it? Right. They were yeah. running
2: around the Acropolis or whatever. And Paul, in the New Testament, he went to Thessalonica. I feel like being Greek makes you a little bit
3: more biblical. Yeah. You're
2: like from the Holy
3: Land. Yeah, right. I mean, this is this is the, the origin spot where we had to first take down the pagans. Well. With you being an insider,
2: Jim, uh, maybe we could throw some brands at you, and uh, with your knowledge of this world of branding and marketing, maybe you could um, help these brands like put a put a put a spin for Christ yeah, on there. Just
0: how, how would you make these brands more Christian? You know, because I think mm. we we would be open to any advertiser as long as we could, you know, make them more more of a Christian brand, even if they were a secular brand.
3: Mm. Yeah. yeah, like what if I said what if I said Nike? What would you say? How about instead of just do it, you know? How about we do God did it? See.
2: I did it. And and that's the absolute truth. I love
0: that. I've got one, you know, a brand that I really love uh, that I'm not sure if they're Christian, but, you know, I I use the product all the time. It's called Gunt Muscle Balm.
3: It's a great brand. Gunt. And it rhymes with runt. You know, it's the opposite of Mega. Right. Right. You know, I think what they need is probably a great celebrity endorsement. You know, what I would do is I would, you know, Pull up to the Today Show with a just gunt-drenched Kirk camera. Awesome.
0: Wow. Yeah, that would be amazing. That would be amazing.
3: You know, that's a brand Christovation.
2: That makes that's
0: awesome. why I love you you know,
3: And makes...
2: if you could hear Kurt Cameron saying the word gunt as much as possible, because it's so satisfying to see such a, a good looking uh, person say a word with so many consonants. Speaking of consonants, that's why they say people like the um, F word is because it feels good and satisfying to say. And I won't let anyone in my house say that word, obviously. But my, my son Day, he said, Mom, it was for when they put people in the stocks in the uh, Puritan era. They put people in the stocks for unlawful carnal knowledge, F-U-C-K, for unlawful carnal knowledge, like, uh, you know, having an affair outside of marriage. And my husband, Lance Labonte, said, Day, you don't know what you're talking about. The, that word became a curse word because um, the, the Germans were flying these Fock planes, and so the Americans would go, here come those Fockers. You know what I mean? And then I it just kind of happening. evolved. Yeah, that's true. Right there. That's true. Sorry. We'll get back to, uh, um, we'll get back to, uh, uh, what about Monsanto?
3: Monsanto probably would do well with a jingle. Okay. Take the Johnny Appleseed song, Ooh. turn it into the Johnny Mustard Seed song. Say, oh, Awesome. You know, and then and then you've got something. And you know, you do something like, Oh, the Lord is good to me. And so I thank the Lord for giving me Monsanto seeds, the sun, the rain, and the mustard seed the Lord's been
2: good to me. Amen. Did you want to Amen. I did, but just for the cookies. And you know what? Maybe you could have Carlos Santana sing it because Monsanto, Carlos Santana
3: You know what I mean? Wow. You know? yeah, I, I have not vetted him through my Christ talent. Good officer. point, good point. But we would, and I think it's a great idea if he passed Mustard. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: that is fantastic what a great yeah. idea okay i've got one last one which is um i mean it's a pretty big brand so i don't know if we could get them but they are you know the, the number three australian company mookie Flagless hot meat pies mm. because that is something that everybody loves or, or maybe you have those here right
2: it sounds delicious yeah
0: we well you know it's the number it's at least the number three food in australia and what? i just would love to mm. rebrand them because right now they're essentially i mean they kind of come across as a bit you know satanic so. Oh wow
3: oh, that is a shame I have not heard of Mookie Flagler's Hot oh, Meat eyes. Really? No, I haven't. But I will tell you what I, I, I like what I'm hearing okay. because I like a brand that's got an adjective right in the title.
0: Oh, well, no, Flagler is the name. It's his last name? Yeah, it's not an adjective. Oh, I see what you're saying, hot. I
3: thought they were both adjectives.
2: Jen Bios was played by the ever delightful and powerfully funny Jen Bills. Follow her at Jen Bilsey. I'm Holly Laurent playing Hallie LeBont and Gray Haas was played by Greg Hess. Follow us and Mega the Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And if you really want to get out of hell free card, support us on Patreon. The link is in the show notes.